Look at my butt. Show number 195 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Track. I'm I'm still kind of exhausted from the whole experience. Um, I I kind of still am too, and um, because as you will hear soon, I had to gather together all the the bazillions of comments we got. Um, that was like reliving the whole wonderful experience with Bill, plus other great things that happened that you guys who listen have not really heard about unless you've been following us on Facebook or Twitter or something. And so I'm just I am grinning again. <laughs> So much, so much amazing stuff. So we we are going to spend a little bit of time just recapping the responses to all of the con stuff um, and reading comments and things. So we've got tons of Facebook stuff, stuff from the blog. I've got a bunch of stuff from Twitter also that I wanted to go over. Oh, okay. All right. So we've just, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Now we got, I don't, I don't even know how many uh, comments we got, but, um, and I'm not going to read them all, but some of them are just so, so wonderful and, and have to be shared. One was, there are several from Margaret, but one in particular was a response to the entire show instead of just the great hug. So uh, here's what she says. The con report I've been looking looking forward to with Star Trek love scene music right on cue. <laughs> and I have to interrupt myself and say on the air how much I loved that Lena put that music in. <laughs> it, it called for it. It cried out for that music. Yes, it th- did. That moment, it did. So I had to do it. There was just, you know, no question. Right. So going on to Margaret, I was also struck by how genuinely amused Bill mm-hmm. was by the WWKD shirt. Who knew? <laughs> and then, this is so good. And then Bill's at a girl to JK. I thought that was almost as great a moment as the hug kiss itself. WFS, which we know stands for William fucking Shatner, said, add a girl to you. If I had to choose between a hug and an add a girl, I would hesitate and then choose the hug. But both, yay! She also watched Encore and was baffled by the ending too. But it's always rewarding to see Bill in a confused, paranoid role. (laughs) He seemed to play that part a lot in those years and very well, I think. Not a bad limper either. (laughs) And finally, she says, I had no idea about Sarai's Star Trek recaps. She has a great gasp of the grasp of the biggest, best moments. I can get that for you. (laughs) I've been saying that around the house a lot lately. I don't know. It just seems to work. Um, it's a great line, but it's true. I, Bill, Bill said and and interacted with you in the most amazing way. I think he really loved you. I think he did. Well, you know what I realized when I listened to it for about the the twelve millionth time was when I said he would sweep me into his arms, and Bill said, "And I'm sorry," and it got a huge, huge laugh. Mm-hmm. I realized that kicked off the actor and the competitor in him. <laughs> he was going to top that laugh because. It was a response to what I said. And that's why I got a hug. Oh, he, I think he loved the fact that you were so quick and, and you just came back at him immediately. Like you didn't fumble over your words. <laughs> you weren't embarrassed. You just, you gave it right back to him right in that moment. And um, he loved that. He just absolutely loved that. Yes, he did. 
Okay, here's what Itty had to say. Freaking awesome. I've never known Bill to do that at any con, which I've heard from a number of people. Bet you're going to have some serious <laughs> dreams now, LOL. Don't forget to post those too. Okay, let's see. Oh, and Margaret here agreeing with you. Too marvelous for words. Bill appreciates a quick wit. Great job on your clever response, JK. Yep, everybody was saying that. Yes. Um, and uh, somebody on, um, oh, who said it on, on Twitter also? People people were saying it on Twitter as well. Oh, Mark Thomas, our good friend Mark Thomas yes. says, uh, kudos to Kitty for staying so sharp and poised in that situation. <laughs> poised. <laughs> Well, you were. You absolutely were. Oh, and also he, he mentioned that um, the special, um, our entry into the contest, which we'll get to in a little bit, was delightful. So when we start talking about that, um, we'll, we'll be dropping that into this episode at some point cause, so that people can listen to it. Okay. Now, Margaret, before we posted the audio and everything, had asked, what was the, the, the question I, I actually asked him after the hug and kiss? And I told her, and she said, that's one of those really good convention questions. And a shill answer, of course. <laughs> yeah, you set him up so that he loved you for that. Yes, also. that as well. <laughs> and then she says, I saw some recent article called William Shatner, The Ten Records That Changed My Life. His picks were all very established artists from Michael Jackson to the Beatles. And I'm pretty sure the article could have been called William Shatner, the 10 records that I have heard or heard of or been told I should have heard of. (laughs) I don't get the sense he's much of a music person, but surely he has some favorite songs. Anyway, an interesting little bit from this article was that he said Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run is what he would most like to sound like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I agree, though, about the 10 records that I have heard. <laughs> yes, sure. I thought that was, was really good. Now, when I post uh, posted the pictures, um, uh, an avalanche of responses from Bill's Facebook people. Um, there was one where we're, you know, we're hugging really hard, and, and somebody said, one of you have to come up for breath. <laughs> um, this is, okay, this is one of my all-time favorite comments. Diane Hunt, our great listener, mm-hmm. said, Another media conquer. <laughs> I'm going to get that on a T-shirt. I am another media conquered by William Shatner. I think you should. I really think you should. Because sure. uh, at that comment, Diane, you get super gold stars and, and pluses for that because that really, really made me made me laugh. Yes, absolutely. Now, Dana DiCarlo said, fantastic. Mm-hmm. We don't even get that at Shatner Weekend. Yeah, damn straight. That's right. Um, and then uh, Valerie Parv said, not many people do, Dana. As somebody said on here, expect an avalanche of WWKD t-shirts from here on. Won't be the same, though. And then Sue nope. Marie Bauer said, okay, girls, next Shatner weekend, we all wear those t-shirts. Oh, no. You've done it. I mean, that that's it. It's not going to be. It. The, the first one was the best one, and... Uh, it, it just won't happen Right, again. but nope. somebody nope. said, and I didn't manage to capture it, I think, in this email about at the next con, she would set up a, a booth just selling those T-shirts and would just really clean up. <laughs> oh, I think so. I think so. This, this is the shirt that will um, attract the Shatner hug like a magnet. Yes, it, and, and the original, of course, will live in infamy. Yes. Okay, um... Here are some others. Ha ha. I'm a straight guy and I'm jealous. <laughs> um, 
Let's see, how lucky were you? And great that someone took the pictures for you. I would have been shaking too. Would you say you were energized afterwards? <laughs> Rimshot. But seriously, I'm happy for you. Let's see, what else came up? Oh, even Paul commented. He said, woo, woo, congrats. So that was very cool. Nice. Um, somebody said, I live in Brazil, and if I have a dream, my dream would be having a moment just like this. <laughs> That's great. Um, this is pure awesomeness. When I read your story, I could just feel the excitement in your words, and I got excited for you. When I got my photos taken with Leonard and Bill, I thought I was going to faint. I don't know how I would have reacted if the William Shatner <laughs> hugged me. Such an amazing moment for you and one to treasure forever. And I just have to say all of these comments that were like, I'm so happy for you and, and how wonderful for you. That, that was just really, really, just, just you know, so wonderful and uh and, and a wonderful way of, of sharing, you know, I'm really glad that, that I could, could post this and everything. It's great. And, and it was just like when you were coming back to your seat after this happened, that everybody was just so happy for you and congratulating you and high-fiving you. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, here's one. Wonderful. It's a shaking head in admiration. Our guy is a rock star. <laughs> I am thrilled by the... Town, I think that might be a mis uh, typo. Filled with admiration for the accomplishments. Oh, Phil, I am thrilled by the talent. I bet that's what he said. But I also still want to squeal like a groupie and throw things on stage. <laughs> um, and somebody said, "I think I just had my first real green eyes with jealousy moment." Uh... Look at all the comments. It's amazing. It just goes on and on. Oh, I know. And I'm just I'm just trying to pick out the ones that were. And here's one. You do realize you can never shower again or you'll wash off some of the awesomeness. <laughs> um, number of people said I would have fainted. You will never forget this, which is so very true. Here it is. I think I might get a boatload of those T-shirts and set up a booth at one of those conventions. I would be set for life. Yes. Oh. Let's see. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Somebody asked, how, how did you not faint? Are you still breathing? How did you get so lucky? You know, I mean, it's, it's just, just wonderful, wonderful comments. And a lot of them are from before I posted pictures and I just said, you know, I got hugged by William Shatner. Um, oh, and then there were a couple more I sent you because as I was explaining earlier, they didn't make it into my original email yes um i also love that several people said this and this was from um valerie parv she said um that is a marvelous expression on your face think mr shatner is having a great time as well that they, people were pointing out that bill looked like he was really enjoying that whole experience he really uh, does he really he really looked i mean he loved talking with you he loved hugging you he just loved the whole thing he really really enjoyed that whole interaction and it's so wonderful to see I know. that. I know. It's great. Now here's a great comment again from Margaret. Margaret just writes to us all the time and I love her for it. She said, no, I've only just discovered this latest show now at 11 p.m. Too far past my bedtime to get all revved up by listening to it. First thing tomorrow. In the meantime, I feel I must finally confess I had an LAHB dream the other night. Ooh. 
in it, LT, that's you, Lena, receive some sort of official grant to study Bill. (laughs) And as a result of this grant, she got to interview him. What was revealed in this interview was that Bill carried in his back pocket wallet a higher than normal amount of extremely worn paper and, in quote, bills. At this point, I woke up and thought, aha, the extreme curve of his butt causes the erosion of paper money. (laughs) Which I think is a pretty astute conclusion for a person who was asleep. Uh, Yeah. So congratulations on that dream, Margaret. Yeah, maybe we need to um, post that to the uh, Dreams of William Shatner blog. Oh, yes, yes, that would be good. we're, we're allowed to do dreams by proxy. I think, I think so. Fine. Well, if we become aware of them. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, and one more from Margaret, and then we'll, we'll stop with these comments at least. Margaret said, I suggest JK now undergo a 48-hour deposition during which she will be questioned in unrelenting detail about the magnificent event in Look at His Butt history. The deposition to be podcast. In its unedited entirety, entirety, of course. (laughs) I think that's a great idea. Sure. So um, send in your questions. If you want to know anything that we haven't already discussed on the podcast, please feel free to do so. Um, I can't think of any detail that we haven't already mentioned, but I'm sure that there are some. And we are happy to tell the story over and over and over. Yes, yes. Because it was a wonderful story. It was just so great. So why don't you tell the other big news? Well, so here, here, this all, I can't believe it all happened on the same weekend. That was the weirdest thing. I know, thing. and it was so great because we were together for all I of I know. I'm so glad. So, so as we mentioned a couple podcasts ago, um, Bill had a contest where he uh, apparently got this crazy idea into his head that people could compete for tickets to see him in Las Vegas to see him do Shatner's World Live. And you had to do it in the form of... Um, a podcast or a video or some other performance piece, apparently. So we spent uh, lots and lots and lots of time putting something together. <laughs> we did. Come on. <laughs> and we did a little podcast and we put it up and we, we sent our entry in and we thought, you know, what the heck? We'll just see. And so we didn't hear anything for a while and we just thought whatever we'll hear when we hear. Um, and we didn't. You know, there was nothing we could do. We just thought, however many entries did they get, it probably was hundreds at least. You know, there's Bill, and he's putting it out there, and the prize is pretty good. So we happened to be sitting in um, Five Guys Burgers eating when we get a tweet from Paul, who is Bill's assistant, saying, I sent you an email. And we were like, okay, what does that mean you sent us an email? So Wait, I have to expand did- on this. Okay. You were sitting at the table. I was getting our orders and, you know, bringing them, bringing them back. And I had my sister with me and I get back and I set these down and you had, it it was like a cartoon face almost where somebody gets hit on the head and their, their whole expression goes, what? You know, you held up your iPhone to me with this expression on your face and you didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, my God, what happened? Did Bill die? <laughs> and then you showed me that that tweet or email or whatever it was. And my heart was just pounding. <laughs> so continue. So because 
I mean, he sends this text that says, I sent you an email. Okay, what does that mean? It's it's either, it means three things. Either you won. Right. <laughs> right? It means you're a runner-up or you didn't win anything. Thanks for trying. And no one knows. It could be any of those things. Mm-hmm. And you don't know until you check your email. So you have to sit there in suspense, freaking out until you know what the answer is. So, And so you, you wanted me to, to log into the Gmail account that we use to submit it. Yeah. And my hands account. were shaking so bad. <laughs> I couldn't type the password. We kept getting error messages. It was so, so insane. But we finally did get to it. Proceed. So um, what it and and by that time we had talked ourselves down off the ledge a little bit and and said okay it's it's fine whatever happens is fine we're okay um, turns out we didn't win but we did get to be one of the runner ups and there were only four runners up as we found right and you was, had said earlier after we sent it off if we got into the top five you'd be happy and we were very happy we were being. Being in the top five is pretty amazing for all of the people who submitted. They didn't actually say how many entries, but there had to have been hundreds, I'm sure. More than, more than six. I think so. <laughs> I think considerably more than six. Um, and it was great. And Paul sent us a lovely, lovely email to say um, thank you for entering and that Bill had reviewed them and it was a tough choice and that he... He said, and this is a direct quote, right? Like we're we're supposed to take this yes. as a quote from Bill that he found our podcast clever and compelling. So that is a direct quote from William Shatner that he finds us clever and compelling. Which we are. We are. And Bill has heard us and he thinks so. And what could be better than that? And and we are gonna put that um on the on our Facebook page, you know, we're going to change our header and and yeah. iTunes and any place else we can think of to put. Look at his butt, clever and compelling. compelling. Quote William Shatner. Because he said so. He said he really so. Did. He did. Yes. <sighs> that, so that was really nice. That was really really amazing. And yeah. so we did get some comments on that that I want to share. Yeah. Again, the prolific Margaret. <laughs> Oh, my God. Fabulous. I noticed when Bill tweeted about all the different entries coming in, he mentioned podcasts. Mm -hmm. And that gave me a flicker of excitement. Your entry was brilliant. I mean, jello. In regards to him actually listening to it, I figure, like you said, he listened to Red Watch the Top Five or such, one of which was your podcast. It tickles me to think of him listening as you relate how you gasped to see him turn around and leave the bridge. (laughs) And Samantha said, I am sorry you didn't win, but oh my God, awesome that Bill heard the podcast. Now he knows what most of us have known for years. The butt girls rock. (laughs) And then Cheryl says, now, when will he connect the dots? Kitty in Chicago tells him he is sexy. (laughs) Kitty has a podcast about how sexy he is. A lady in Chicago who looks sort of like that first kitty wants to be swept into his arms. So I think that's something to speculate on. Definitely. Most definitely. 
So um, what was also really nice was that Bill tweeted um, congratulations to the runners-up, and he used uh, my Twitter handle since that's what we used. Right. And the other folks, and so he said, you know, congratulations to all the runners-up. And so, of course, all of his followers saw that, and so we got retweeted and favorited and, and all kinds of stuff, which was really nice. Yes. And people sent many, many congratulations, which was just wonderful. So that was great. And on top of all of that, on top of all of those wonderful, wonderful things, we got a direct message from William Shatner on Twitter because our prize as one of the runners up was um, a special hotel code to get money off of a hotel room in Las Vegas, courtesy of Priceline.com. Thanks, Bill. In case we did go to Las Vegas to see his show. So William Shatner sends us a direct message on Twitter that says, please check your email for the hotel code my webmaster sent to you. And congratulations, MBB. MBB! So we got a personal congratulations and an MBB on Twitter from Bill. I know. Really and, really and truly from Bill. Really and truly MBB. <laughs> so I screen capped it. I will never delete that ever, ever in my ever. entire no, life. No, no, no. We must, we must get that embroidered on a, a sampler along with Clever and Compelling. <sighs> Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We love our listeners, and we love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com and leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Check us out on Facebook, too. Still recording on the trusty MacBook Pro. You had some really cool stuff that was in the email that you sent, and I watched that video of the... um, uh, the thing, the pilots that they were in. Yes, wasn't that, that was hysterical? so interesting? Yeah, so we could talk about that if you want to. Sure. Um, this was a link. Um, of Bill. It's on YouTube. Bill Leonard and D in other TV pilots, and it's just like snippets of each. And these are pilots that did not get picked up. And since it's been over a week since I looked at them, I don't really remember them. Can you remember um, any details? Yes, I do, because I, I just watched this um, okay. before we, we started talking. So um, there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll look it up, that um, DeForest Kelly was in where he played a doctor. Of course. And he was so funny because he played exactly the same kind of doctor as Dr. McCoy. Oh, and right. But it was like Quincy. Wasn't he a medical examiner? Was. Yes. Yeah, okay. he was a medical examiner, and it was present day. And the, the clip that they happened to use was him, like, really yelling at a guy <laughs> going, yes, I want fingerprints, damn it. <laughs> he was all grumpy and yelling and everything, and it was awesome. Yes. So that was really good. Then there was one where Nimoy played a guy, and I think the actual name of the pilot, the, the show, was Baffled uh-huh. with an exclamation point. Yes, yes. So he's a guy who was, he was a race car driver who was in a car accident, and it gave him, like, special psychic powers or something like that, mm-hmm. and it looked awful. It just looked terrible, and it looked like it was post-Trek because his hair was kind of longer, so. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Um, baffled. And, baffled, <laughs> and it, it just looked ridiculous, and it didn't really say what kind of psychic powers that he had gotten. <laughs> 
just, you know, unspecified psychic powers that, that he had now. Those um, are the best kind. Oh, yeah. Because you never know what they're going to do. And it just was ridiculous. It looked, and, and the special effects of him um, having these psychic powers <laughs> were just like a, a bad um, screen screen of him sort of twirling around and rolling his eyes like, oh, what's happening to me? <laughs> I don't know. I can get that for you. Yeah, it was really bad. But the best one, and I can't believe we've never watched this. This is the next thing that we must watch. Okay was a pilot for another courtroom drama called Indict and Convict. Yes, yes. That Bill was in, and it was clearly post-track because he had a terrible toupee. And um, he was uh, convicted of killing somebody. I don't know. It was very complicated. But the best parts were him acting. And the guy who was doing the voiceover narration for this little clip was calling attention to the fact that um, Bill, William Shatner, the actor's actor, as they called him, which I loved, was... All of Bill's stuff was like in his reaction shots. There was a beautiful Shatner swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at a bar and he was taking a drink of some whiskey and he did all of this stuff. He looked at it and he took a giant swallow and he pursed his lips and he slammed the cl- glass down on the bar. It was awesome. But then when he was in the courtroom, he did all this business with a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, lifesaver was- business. Who would do lifesaver business? It was amazing. It, it like he peeled it, he took it out, he put it in his mouth. He was like turning it over, <laughs> all on camera. He's doing this on camera, <laughs> and he's thinking almost as good as pudding. <gasps> it was incredible. No other actor does this in a in a. Oh, it was amazing. It was just amazing. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to look for that one then, so we can watch it. It looks terrible, but Bill looks like he's just doing 110%, giving his all, doing all the business. The best part, though, they broke up this scene in the bar, the first part where he does the Shatner swallow. Mm -hmm. And the context is like whatever. I don't know. He's in a bar, and he takes this drink, and he slams it down on the bar. And then they cut to some of the courtroom stuff, and then he gives a little speech to um, the jury, I guess, about, you know, Mm -hmm. If your decision is blah, 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 blah. But then they cut back to the scene in the bar where he's just sitting there and he looks like he's made some decision, you know, mental decision. And he gets up and he grabs this bag of laundry and he slings it over his shoulder and he leaves the bar. It's like, really, Phil? A big old bag of laundry, huh? In the bar. Of course. Doesn't everybody do that? Oh, my God. It looks great. It looks mm-hmm. horrible and great, and we must watch it just yes. to see his, his acting. And, so, and yeah. the laundry and the lifesavers. Oh, the lifesavers. I'm just dying to see the lifesavers. Yeah. Hmm. So I'll put up the link to that clip because it looks great. But, yeah, indict and convict. And these were all pilots for shows that never got picked up. That right, was the, right. the theme. So it'll be tricky to, to track it down, but I yeah. know you can do it. Oh, I will. I will find out information about that. But Bill has a real affinity for all these courtroom dramas. Yeah, he's been involved in quite a few of them. I mean, do they feel like he's a natural-born lawyer or something? Well, you know, the courtroom dramas, because it's a lot of sit, stand, and talk. Mm-hmm. You really need people who can really dig into the drama of it to make it a courtroom drama. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that, that he got, uh, you know, on one hand, he's done a lot of this courtroom stuff, including Boston Legal, of mm-hmm. course, where he was really wonderful. And on the other hand, he's done, you know, 
TJ Hooker. Yeah, which was a lot stuff. of yeah, rolling across the hoods of police cars and yep. stuff. It's just it's weird how it's those two extremes and mm-hmm. not a lot of stuff in between really. Yes. Yes. Very strange. Um, so yes, awesome. Everybody should go look at that and yes. we will definitely follow up on indict and convict. Okay, now here is something that really cracked me up. It's called Pixel Trek. Yes, I saw that on io9, and I thought that's interesting. And in Pixel Trek, you can explore the Enterprise in all its glory and its toilets. And the picture is totally cracking me up. There's a pixelated, I'm guessing Riker. I'm just pulling that out. (laughs) You know, in in the the men's room or the toilet, but over the door of the very Mm -hmm. first stall, you can Mm -hmm. see there's an Andorian. Yeah, you see his little (laughs) blue antenna peeking over the top. And it it just cracks me up. It says, you're going to spend a lot of your weekend wasting time on Pixeltrek.com, maneuvering a Lego-like data around a pixelated Enterprise D. Seriously, it's going to be a massive time suck. But its best moment is providing us with a look at the Bridges bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it points out the detailed um, Picard zebrafish and... Uh, Weird vignettes that the Pixel Enterprise D is suffering from a triple invasion. And the fact that the thing is like a never-ending M.C. Escher vault. (laughs) But seriously, the best thing is that Andorian. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. I also like that um, in this little clip that they've done here, you can see Worf standing at the bridge. Yes, yes. Looking all Worfy. It's great. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, now, I also noticed that you had included in um, your list of topics for today that picture of Bill's dad. Yes, Bill posted that. Um, that was for Father's Day. Uh-huh. And he, he posted it to his fa- the Bill's Facebook group, and it also showed up on Twitter as well. Um, it's an interesting picture, and he didn't give any context for where this picture came from, like who painted it or anything, did yes. he? Yes, no, he said nothing about it. It was like... This is a picture of my father or my dad, and that was it. And, you know, it's just, what? When was this done? What is the occasion? Is it a good likeness? Yeah. I have a million questions about it. Yeah. Next time he and I hug, I'll ask him. (laughs) He said nothing and didn't answer any questions about it. Mm -hmm. it. He just put it up there and said, here's a picture of my dad for Father's Day. Yes. So it's a nice picture. It is a nice picture. And in a way, there are some resemblances to Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. I think you could tell, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was something unusual. He usually uh, doesn't, from what I've seen, post uh, pictures and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. that was something. He had, Bill had a little rant on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw it um, because Facebook was asking him for his uh, driver's license. Yeah. To do it like a, cause on Twitter, there's the verified thing where you get your check mark and Facebook Mm -hmm. was asking him for more identification to prove that he was who he really said he was. Yes. I saw that. And, um, I thought, are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? Bill of all people. Yeah. And I, I swear, you just have to, I don't know, read some of, of what's going on on his Facebook page and his tweets and everything to go, yeah, this is Bill. Yeah. And I've and never also, had any worries about that not being his official page because I know Paul is his webmaster and Paul posts there. Well, exactly. Which I mean, he wouldn't ask, do if it was a fake page. 
ask his webmaster. Yes. That would be the guy to ask if it's really Bill and if it's really Bill's organization mm-hmm. and everything else that you might want to know. Wow. Yes. Very silly. Very, very silly. Now, oh, there goodness. was an article. It's long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But it's about um, AV Club. It's not about them. They post these things in every, I don't know, once a week they do like a review of two classic uh, um, Twilight Zone episodes. Uh And one of the ones they did was uh, Terror, or is it Horror? I think it's Terror. I can't remember and I can't scroll up that far. Um, They really go on about how, how great this script is, how the directing really, really works. And really, I think everybody should go read this. But I do want to read the parts about Bill because it's, it's, very, it's very well thought out and, and very flattering to him. <clears throat> it goes without saying that none of this would work without William Shatner. Shatner's a ham of an actor, and his work here as Bob Wilson is far from subtle. But that's also always been his charm, and it's turned up all the way in this guest spot. He had previously appeared on the show in the excellent second season episode, Nick of Time, in which he faced off with a coin-operated fortune-telling machine that seemed to be the real deal. And something about the combination of his wild-eyed fervor and Matheson's words, Matheson is the uh, writer of of Mm -hmm. both the Bill episodes, in that episode must have spoken to somebody on the show because the two were paired to even better effect here. The times when Shatner doesn't work on screen are the times when he's going so huge that he's blowing away everybody else sharing the screen with him. But it's hard to blow a monster crawling around on an airplane wing off the screen. When his eyes bug out and his mouth hangs open in slack-jawed awe, he's no perfect. Furthermore, he's helped by a really simple, really effective monster design. The gremlin seems like it's covered in shag carpeting, sure, but it also has this horrifying frozen face that suggests some abandoned line of primate evolution that's that's been going on under our noses all this time, even if only a few of us can see it. Now, I want to find the rest of the Shatner stuff. There's a lot about the writing, and, it, you know, it's it's well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, I guess that was that was really the part that was specifically about Bill, but it's, it's really nice because it opens with talking about how good the writing is, how effective the direction, the direction is, and then goes right into this wouldn't work without Bill. Totally agree. Yeah, I don't think anybody but Bill could have made that work as well. And it certainly wouldn't have become such an iconic episode. Right. But you know what I think? I think even before he was really well known as Captain Kirk, I think people who were real Twilight Zone aficionados regarded this as a classic episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, yes, exactly. And and I think um, the other episode that he was in as well, Nick of Time. I love that one is great because he's in it because he's so good in that mm-hmm. role you know that they had a real talent for casting the twilight zone people who you know i don't think it was rod serling who was doing the casting but they really managed to pick the right people for the right, right. roles and they did a that. great mixture of getting established actors you know like mm-hmm. burgess meredith yeah and then people who were fairly new to the audience like yep. bill and some of the other people robert redford you know yep. Yep. um yeah they did a, a wonderful job with the casting yep definitely so i i think uh yeah but that all all of that is exactly right it was the writing but it was also the actors who brought those characters to life and and 
were good. And I think it must have been hard for the actors for those Twilight Zones, you know, because the concepts were so far out there and they only had a half an hour to do it, right? Mm -hmm. With these crazy scripts sometimes to have to convey everything that needed to be conveyed and get in all the twists that had to be done in such a short amount of time because half an hour was really what, like 20... 23 minutes or something like that. I think it was a little more than that back then, but yeah, Yeah. it's not the full half hour. But the thing I think is it forced them to write very tightly, very efficiently. Mm -hmm. And in general, remember when it expanded to an hour? Mm -hmm. Most of the hour episodes feel like a half hour episode stretched out. Totally. Absolutely. So much filler. The first time you see the half hour episodes, I think they really stun you at the end. The hour long ones, you pretty much figured it out by the time you get there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um... Yes, but they, they, they were amazing writing and, the, like you said, very weird stories. And it required the actors to fully commit to this yes. this weirdness. And what would have ruined that, what would have ruined Star Trek and all kinds of fantastical and science fiction um, programming is if the actors were sort of holding back or doing it with a bit of a wink, a bit of a snark. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have to fully believe in that world for us to believe in it. And that's what makes it so terrifying in the episodes where people start to suspect this is this is weird where is that laughter coming from this is this is weird why do i keep ending up in this place you know mm-hmm. why do i keep seeing that hitchhiker because they're fully committed to this is a normal world the yeah. world we know yeah exactly and when they seem afraid they really seem like they're afraid yes yeah like actually really and truly mm-hmm. terrified yeah 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 twilight zone gave a lot of a lot of very good people writers actors and directors their starts or their their chance to really really work in what was a fairly new medium yeah exactly it, it's funny thinking about the twilight zone take something like nick of time um versus for example that bizarro mission impossible episode that we just watched right it's like i i appreciate the people who do the mission impossible but really what was the purpose of that you know it 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 didn't challenge you in any way you know it gave the actors a chance to do some interesting acting but it it didn't do anything Mm -hmm. you know it didn't scare you it didn't challenge you it didn't make you think it didn't I don't know. So frustrating that it could have done those things. And some of those Mission Impossible episodes did, I think. Yes. But that, one, yes. that one just didn't. And poor Bill in there trying, giving his all, doing it, trying to trying to bring it up there. But just having to limp and have his face melt. Yes. <laughs> now, I have a lot more stuff, but I want us to get to the Etsy segment. Okay. So I'm going to save this stuff because we're definitely doing it next show because it's all really good stuff. But there's one thing I want to do before I forget it, which is Bill was on Dennis Miller's podcast and uh he was on for about 12 minutes. So I listened to it and that's why I'm saying I might forget it. And, um, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's fun, but he's, there were a couple things in it that I thought were interesting. He, um, you know, he had his Vegas show coming up and he asked, or Dennis Miller asked him, do you get nervous? And it was interesting because somebody on the Shatner board had just asked this. And he said, he said, no, no, you know, he doesn't get nervous and explaining, you know, you've done it so many times and, and, you know, it's gotten great reviews and every night the audience is very enthusiastic. So you're really not that worried. But he asked Dennis Miller 
the same thing he asked Craig Ferguson. So I think there is an aspect of this he's nervous about, which is, he said, do you have a good put down for hecklers? And he asked Craig Ferguson that, too. Mm-hmm. And Craig Ferguson pretty much said, oh, shut the fuck up, usually works. But um, Dennis Miller didn't give him one, but he told a story that I thought was so funny. He said um, Sandra Bernhard had what he thought was the best put down for a heckler he'd ever heard, which is she'd say, am I going to have to fuck you to get you out of my life? <laughs> <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. And... um. What else was Bill saying? See, I've already forgotten parts of it. Uh, I can't. Oh, he talked a little bit about the horse show and, you know, the other thing. And he also talked some about um, this first time he's played Vegas. And he says, that's, that's you know, kind of an exciting thing to, to be able to say, I played Vegas, you know. And I thought that's pretty cool that for Bill there are still these things that sort of stand out a little, like he's checking it off his bucket list or whatever. Yeah, now I've played Vegas. So I thought it was pretty cool. That's great. Um, I, he tweeted uh, just the past couple of days the pictures of um, the hotel mm-hmm. and, and in and around Vegas, the big advertisements that they've been doing for his show. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty impressive. They got his face all over there. So well, it's nice good. to see that they're promoting him. And yes. It must be pretty exciting, you know, going down and seeing Bill's face all over Las Vegas. Really? <laughs> yeah. There he is. Okay. So we're going to skip the rest of my list because right. the Etsy list has been on hold for several shows. Okay, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to first we're going to take a little break, um, but I'm, I am going to drop in our entry into the contest so that people can hear it. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So people can do that. So we're going to listen to that right now. We're going to take our little break and then we're going to come back and do Etsy. Okay. Bill? Mr. Shatner. Really? Call him Mr. Shatner? It's our first formal communication with him. Okay. Hello, Mr. Shatner. I'm Jungle Kitty. And I'm Lena Taylor. This contest could not have come at a better time because we need your help. We are time travelers from the future. We've been here for nearly 10 years. We were supposed to be studying Jell-O. Because this is a lost art in our time, and an amazing mythology has grown up around Jell-O. But we got into something more interesting. William Shatner. Oh, oh Bill. Bill. We first became aware of you when we saw an episode of Star Trek. And the most interesting thing about the show wasn't the ship or the aliens. Take that, Spocko. Or the space battles, but Captain Kirk. Played by none other than William Shatner. But you knew that. So, in our research... Shatner research, not Jell-O right. research. Not Jell-O research. We've gone to conventions. To the Shatner weekend. To a transvestite stage performance of Mud's Women. To art exhibitions. We've performed on stage ourselves. We've interviewed all kinds of people, but most importantly, we've produced nearly 200 podcasts for thousands of listeners, all because we couldn't stop talking about William Shatner. So true. Our podcast is called Look at His Butt. 
We chose this name because the first time we saw Star Trek and you turned from the camera and went up the steps to the turbo lift in your tight captain's <laughs> pants, we both cried out in awe and amazement, Look at his butt! Well, as far as we know, we are the only podcast devoted to you and only you. So, here's the problem. On July 1st, we must return to our own time and present our findings to our superiors, who may or may not be pleased with the direction that our research has taken. However, if we win the trip to Las Vegas to see your show, we are confident that the insights we'll gain into the charm and hotness of William Shatner will more than compensate for our lack of Jello-based research. You are, after all, and television beer commercials notwithstanding, the most interesting man on the planet. Please, Mr. Shatner, we have to eat a lot of jello between now and July 1st to make up for lost time. So please, please, let us have one last weekend of Shatner-filled fun before we have to travel back to the future. Thank you for listening to this. And thank you for, well, everything. We are ready for some Etsy. Yeah, too bad we don't have fabulous music for Etsy, but that's okay. All right. Well, here we go. So we've got some fun stuff, and we've got some weird stuff, and some just plain old silly stuff. Yay, Etsy. So the, <laughs> yes, Etsy never fails to disappoint. Okay. <laughs> so here's the very first one, and I just think this is super adorable. It's a made-to-order Captain Kirk Star Trek plush Trekkie. <laughs> With his tongue hanging out. With his tongue hanging out. <clears throat> It's a little um, hand-sewn plush Trekkie. It's um, a handmade item, and it's felt, and it's stuffed, and it's a little tiny Captain Kirk, and it's the kind where the body is kind of small and the head is big. Uh-huh. But it, it's like in the style of a little Japanese cute thing. It so sort of read it. is, yeah. It's adorable. It says, um, the quote says, there's only kind of woman or man for that matter. You either believe in yourself or you don't. This plushy Captain Kirk is the perfect present for the Trekkie fan fanat- uh, sorry, fanatic in your life, even if that's you. Made with felt and made to order for e- each of these little Kirks are approximately six inches tall. And because your one-of-a-kind Kirk is made to order, he may vary slightly, very slightly, from the photos. But that just means you can cuddle up with a Captain all your own. <sighs> Are you totally in love with other characters or need another plushie to cuddle? Be sure to check out the rest of our shop. And, in fact, they have a Spock and they have Ron Weasley and they even have <laughs> um, the Doctor. And uh, they have a really weird-looking jumbo Spock that has button eyes, which is strange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And a little Harry Potter. But he is just adorable. Um, he reminds me a little bit of um, 
the character from a cartoon that I watch right now called Adventure Time, and he looks a little bit like the, the character Finn. So it's a very basic face that just has, like, giant black eyes and a little mouth mm-hmm. and everything. But he's just adorable. I think he's very, very cute. You know what else he looks like from the, the texture and the, the use of the basic colors and all? Uh-huh. It looks like if somebody did a really, really good job of making a Captain Kirk cookie. I was just thinking that he does look like a cookie. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That is spot on. Yep. Well Only done. 23, Only twenty three ninety five. All right. Well done, Kirk Plushie. Oh, all right. That's the first one. The next one is very interesting, and I did not know this existed. This is Kingdom of the Spiders paperback. You can get a paperback, a novelization of the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's only 10 bucks. It's a first printing. It's got a picture of Bill on the cover holding a torch with spiders crawling all over him. And, of course, it says right there, starring William Shatner. Of course. A spine-tingling motion picture. This is such a weird thing. A spine-tingling motion picture. A Trekkie must. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's the quote. Well, we're Trekkies, so maybe we must. Yeah. um, Okay. This is a 1977 first printing of Kingdom of the Spiders, a novelization of a classic monster movie starring William Shatner. This book is in good condition, blah, blah, blah. Um, So that's all it says. There's no, like, review of the book or anything, but the book does look like it's in good condition. But I was thinking this would actually be a really good thing to own because it would have a lot of the dialogue from the movie and that would mean we wouldn't have to watch it plus it has stills <laughs> from the movie in it yes i was noticing that if you flip through the pictures there's someone's hand holding the book open to the the stills yeah but remember it had some of that really terribly um you know sexist dialogue mm-hmm. where bill's talking about roping her and various other things but his like name's that. rack I love that. So anyway, I don't know. I did not even know this existed. I wish there was a book of impulse. Oh, my God. Because in these books sometimes, you know, it's a novelization. You get things that were cut from earlier scripts or the person has just speculated, you know. Oh, yeah. They just put in whatever they want. Um, I note that the, at the time, this book cost a dollar ninety-five. Mm-hmm. So what? What a bargain! What a what, <laughs> what a saving! A saving <laughs> <laughs> by Grepthar's Hammer. <laughs> really? Wow! So I was kind of thrilled to find out that this existed. Honestly, yeah, and it's only ten dollars. You only know, ten dollars. Yeah, maybe we could buy it and get Bill to sign it. Oh, wouldn't that be a great thing to have him sign? <laughs> yeah, pay ten dollars for the book and seventy dollars for the autograph. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Do you know? I bet this would be the kind of thing where if you handed him this to sign, he would laugh. He would genuinely <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. It's just a thought. Okay. So there's that. Okay. Um, Moving right along. Here's our next thing. Now, this I just thought was real. Yeah, exactly. I thought this was really weird. So these are um, portraits, little art cards of the original cast. So there's Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. um, And it says, Star Trek Original Series Pro Marker Portrait Set. And it says material is pro marker, and I don't know what that means. Is that like an Illustrator series, or is it like a particular 
type of magic marker? I don't Something know. Something like that. Um, so it says, this is a set of three 6x4 Pro Marker illustrations of James T. Kirk, Spock, and Bones McCoy from the original Star Trek series on sturdy water watercolor card. Um, it is part of a series of drawings I have done of popular superheroes and television characters. So they're like postcard size. The thing that I thought was really interesting about them is, to me, they look like... Um, Gothic illustrations, don't they? Like like early church illustrations of saints or Jesus or something. They do kind of, and they kind of have the look like maybe they were done with woodcuts, you know, that yes. sort of printing. Exactly, and I thought, is that what they're supposed to look like, or is that just the artist's style? I don't know. And Kirk doesn't look like Kirk at all. He's no. He's got sort of orange hair, and I, I don't know. And he looks evil. He looks, they all look kind of evil to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But they have that the, the gothic look. I mean, I, I associate this particular um, the the uh, distorted facial features. Like the eyes are really big, Mm-mm. and and the mouths are very long and thin, yeah, and sort of exaggerated. And there's a lot of lines around the eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very weird looking. Yeah, I, I don't think they're supposed to look evil, but it's a very particular art style. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, okay. someone's selling them twenty eight pounds for all three. Okay. Suitable for framing, I guess. And of course, he's done all kinds, or she, I don't know who this is, has done all kinds of others. There's Wolverine and the 11th Doctor and the 1st Doctor. Okay. There's even a Green Lantern if you want it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, here's another one that um, I I needed to ask you about, this next item. Okay. So it's a vintage Captain Kirk action figure. All right. And this is from Star Trek Generations. Okay. And it, it's it's just a toy that you can buy anywhere. It's not rare or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to know, when did Kirk ever wear this little suit that he's wearing? He did not wear it in the movie. He wore it in the first scene that was cut where he was doing the skydiving. Oh. And I've seen pictures and maybe even a short clip from that scene. I think pictures. Um, pictures are in the novelization which includes that scene, and that's oh. one of the main reasons I know such a scene at one point existed. Oh, see, I knew you would know. Just because go. I looked at this, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. That clears it up for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just completely baffled by it because, yeah, he's he looks like he's going, I don't know what he's doing. He's going mining or something <laughs> just in his suit. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. It's sort of a a, a silver quilted suit, yes. you know. Yeah. yeah, it looks, yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like anything. And then it comes with all these things. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a little helmet and he's got some blue stuff and he's got um, a communicator that is conveniently labeled Kirk just in case he forgets his name. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Or somebody picks up his by mistake. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me is that they made an action figure. For a scene that's not in the movie. Yeah. that's wh- Well, that's why I was so confused. Yeah. I couldn't imagine them actually doing this. It's only <laughs> eight bucks if you really want it. Yeah, if you really want it. It's kind of ugly, and it doesn't look like William Shatner at all. No, no. But it, it also does not look like anyone I know. Hmm. And neither did that Spock soap. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who it does look like. It's a very square-jawed sort of interpretation mm-hmm. of Kirk, isn't it? You know, a lot of the doll Kirks, I think, end up looking kind of like Steve Austin. They do, yeah. They really do. Yeah. 
Okay. Not not Kirk. Definitely not Kirk. Yes. Okay. Now, this next one is purely fun, and I think it's great. Okay. I'm very intrigued by the title. Okay. Um, it's a box, and it's a picture that goes on a box, and it says, Jews kick ass. So it's just a picture of some famous people who happen to be Jewish. It's like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the top the top one is Adam Sandler and Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein and Sammy Davis Jr., yes. who, who very famously converted to Judaism. And then in the bottom row, you've got Jesus, um, who is right next to William Shatner. And I love that juxtaposition. Yes. And then Henry Winkler and Bob Dylan. Yeah. Now, it's, it's great. Bill looks kind of like they smushed him. Doesn't it look like he was vertically smushed a little? Like a he's little got bit. no neck. Yeah, it is strange. Maybe they needed to do something to make him fit there. Um, so it's just a little box that you could keep anything in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just love the fact that they picked those people. Yes. And they, of course, chose Bill in his Captain Kirk uniform. And that they put him next to Jesus. Yes. I love that. <laughs> and it's sort of, um, you know, colorized like in an Andy Warhol-ish Yes, way. yes. Um, but yeah, Jews kick ass. There you go. And, and of course, they had to pick Bill. Of course. Of course. Bill is everywhere. Yep. Yep. So I just thought that was funny. Okay. This next one is kind of scary. This one is hilarious. Okay. I'm clicking it. Okay. So this is... um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put this picture up with this (laughs) podcast so people can see it because it just cracked me the heck up. What cup size are his boobs? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay. This is a body pillow. So, you know, body pillows are these long pillows that are like four feet long that you can sleep with. And you can buy these covers for them. And very popular now is to sell the the covers with pictures of people on them. So it's like you're cuddling with someone. (laughs) And this one is a Kirk and Spock body pillowcase and so you've got Kirk on one side and Spock on the other side mm-hmm. so you can choose who you want to have they're not pictures they're drawings uh, yeah <laughs> yeah let's make that clear let's make this really really clear it's not William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy it's these highly highly stylized and may I say gayish looking Kirk and Spock <laughs> you think <laughs> um so uh you've got uh Kirk on one side. He's shirtless. He's laying on his shirt. He's got one hand on his hip and the other behind his head. And he's got really big boobs. Really huge boobs. And he's lounging. And he's got blue eyes for some reason. And he's sort of giving the the um, you, the person, a very come-hither look. He definitely is. He's working and He's got a very nipped in waist. And then if you turn it over, you've got Spock, who's also, he's laying on his back. He's pushing his shirt up and his pants are sort of unbuttoned and he's got his uh, left hand in the the Vulcan salute there and his legs are sort of crossed. And he's also got a very hourglass figure. He does. He very much does. So yeah, (laughs) those are your two guys right there. (laughs) Kirk's very blonde. He's very, very very blonde. Yeah. And they don't look like um, young douchey Kirk and and young whiny Spock either. No, they they look like like they were trying to look like Shatner and Nimoy. They do, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Um, If you want those kinds of guys in your bed, you can have them. (laughs) For 50 bucks. For 50 bucks. Wow. Now, they do have others. 
that I think look more like the actors. I'm looking over on the side here. Like they've got some ones that are Teen Wolf body pillows, which I guess look like the actors. Okay. And then they have others that don't look like the actors at all. Like the Sherlock and Watson. the Sherlock ones. Yeah, they're just whatever. Oh, man. So I just thought these were hilariously funny. Really? So, so, so amusing. So, you know, you could, if you had 50 bucks and you wanted to give them to someone that you knew to annoy them, this would be good. <laughs> this would be the way to do it. This would definitely do oh, it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so I'm ready for the last one. Okay, the last one is just hilarious. Okay. So, these are Star Trek cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I love my these. goodness. I really love these. Now, I have to say, I am pretty sure that these are by the same woman who has done a series of Doctor Who cats. Okay. I actually have. I have it. I bought it from her at a con. And oh, it's a okay. print. And I love it because she did a really good job of translating um, 11 doctors into cat form. Uh-huh. This one, I don't think succeeds quite as well, but it still cracked me up. And I loved it so much. I wanted to share it with everybody. <laughs> uh, I think this person did a very good job with Ahura. Yes, the Ahura one looks great because Ahura's wearing an earring and she's got her little ear thing stuck into the other well, ear. Well, it's also that the, the eyes are, are looking kind of up, yep. which, you know, she normally was when she was sitting and, and talking uh-huh. to people. Um, but the prize winner <laughs> has to be Spock. It's so horrible. <laughs> it is. It really is. So, okay, to explain... These are um, drawings, paintings maybe, I'm not sure, of um, cats, real cats, like very realistic looking cats, Mm -hmm. wearing Starfleet shirts in little round portraits. And um, I believe it's a woman who does these, has tried to sort of match the type of cat, the breed of cat, Mm -hmm. to the characters. And some of them, I think, as we were pointing out, succeed really well. So the one that's an an Ohura cat is kind of like a, a Burmese, and it... It has beautiful, beautiful eyes, and she's got a little earring. The one that's supposed to be Scotty is a Scottish fold, which I love. I think that's very funny that it's a Scottish cat. Oh, and it's, see, it's I never kind of, would have picked that up yeah, a million years. Yeah, like that helps if you know that. Okay. And, and, you know, it's got sort of a fat face. And yeah. I'm like, that, this is amusing to me. And um, the one that's the, the McCoy one is sort of a, a rough-looking cat. You know, it's got a lot of fur. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I believe the one in the bottom right is supposed to be the Chekhov cat because it's got really big eyes that looks kind of perpetually surprised. Yes, I was thinking <laughs> that, too. That cat looked like it had a question. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and, and that cat happens to be a Russian blue. That's the breed. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then the one that's the Sulu cat is a Siamese cat. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a different, you know, it's a dark Siamese breed. Right. And then you've got the Kirk cat, which is a Tom cat, of course. Of course. And the thing is, all I could think was, he has lion eyes. He does have lion eyes. He really does. And he's sort of got that look like, I've seen it all. Don't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give me any shit whatsoever. (laughs) Well, thank you for telling me all these different types of cats, because I think that adds to the level of enjoyment. I think And I know nothing about cats, you know, so that that makes it fun. What kind of cat was used for the Vulcan? I don't know. That's a really weird-looking cat. It's very strange. It's not one of them them bizarro hairless cats, although Mm -hmm. it sort of looks like it because... Um, it, the ears are enormous. It's got mm-hmm. these giant, giant ears, and it's sort of a little cross-eyed looking, so I don't know what breed of cat mm. that is. Do you think the person drew the bangs on? 
Um, or are there cats that naturally have Vulcan bangs? I don't know. And it doesn't have any eyebrows, so I can't really tell. Mm. So maybe it's not a, a real breed of cat. Maybe it's just an invented breed because it's an alien. Yeah, maybe it's a combination of two other breeds. It could be. Yeah. It could well be. But it's goofy looking. <laughs> well, anytime you put Vulcan bangs on an animal, I'm going to laugh. It's it so it funny. really does not matter what the animal is. Oh, but so with fun. the little background you've given us now, that makes us much more enjoyable. I just think it's so funny. Yep. I, I love it. So, yeah, there it is. Star Trek cats. <laughs> but just, I, I think she does a really good job with the expressions. And I just, I really do like the Kirk expression on that cat's face. Yes. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he is a tomcat. He really does look like a tomcat. Oh, yes. That is so wonderful. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we wrap up, I have one more update on Shatner hugs. Oh, Shatner hugs. Yes. Yes. Now, a a woman has posted to the Shatner Facebook. She was at the meet and greet at the Vegas thing. Now, I don't know if she was a contest winner, runner-up, or if she had bought a VIP ticket, which I think you probably can. Mm -hmm. But um, so, you know, she got hugged by Bill. And I thought, what? (gasps) What? He's unfaithful to me a week later. But here's the big difference. Mm -hmm. She asked Bill if she could hug him. Oh. Bill asked me. That's right. That he offered. I mean, he actually he didn't offer. He demanded. He commanded me to come. He commanded you. Yes. 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 So not to be petty, I'm very happy for her. I'm very happy for anyone who gets close enough to him. You know, to to give him a hug or hold on to his arm or, you know, just be like in his little sphere of Shatner. But um, there is a difference. He he said he held out his arms to you. He did, and he said, "Come here." Yes, he did. I mean, what? he he just he commanded you. And what could you say? I, can you imagine anybody saying no in that circumstance? <laughs> no. I think the minute he you know held his arms out and was forming the word "come here," I was probably halfway up the steps. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just. It wasn't that. He offered to give you a hug either. Mm-hmm. You specifically used the words, sweep me into his arms. Yes. So that was very different from, may I have a hug, right? Mm-hmm. That's a whole different experience. And he did exactly what you said. And then he, he said, that's what Kirk would do. Would do. <laughs> yeah. Very, very different. You you completely molded that situation <laughs> to be what you wanted it to be to your well, advantage. See, I think he respected that whole thing. Well, I tell you, um, I thought it was very funny that um, Amanda said she thought we had planned this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's really sweet, but how in the world could you plan that, you know? Um, I was wearing that just because I have very few opportunities to wear it, hadn't worn it in a long time, you know, and, uh, and not with the idea that it would catch Bill's eye or God forbid, get me a hug from the man and be able to, to give him a kiss. But, um, you know, like you have credited me and other people are saying, oh, how quick, how smart you were. I swear, you know, he would sweep me into his arms, just came right out of my mouth. I didn't give it a thought. You know, it was well, but it was 
I mean, who could have predicted that he would think that that was funny and also that that's the first time he'd seen that shirt, right? I know. You'd think that he would have seen that before or, or heard it. It doesn't seem like it's something new. Well, you know, right? I, I, I first had one, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, and I think I'd gotten it online or at a convention, and the WWKD was in the Star Trek letters, and I really loved it and somehow got lost, and I went looking for another one, and I had to look really hard and finally did eventually find it online but not with those letters mm-hmm. so the one i was wearing when when bill hugged me was the second one but it it was hard to find so maybe this is the first time he's really noticed it mm-hmm. or seen it mm-hmm. well i don't know it just there's no way it could have been planned no but. i sure love <laughs> that he got a laugh out of it that is so Wonderful to hear him laugh like that, to be entertained by a fan. That's Oh, it's great. Just listening to it again when I was putting the show together, just to hear the genuine amusement in his laugh. Yes. And how, how wonderful that he was, you know, he thought it was really funny. He was surprised by it and amused by it. And I don't think that happens to him at cons too often. No, not too often. And, uh, uh, yeah, and then he turns to me and says, well, what would Kirk do? Oh. <laughs> Duh. I don't have to hesitate. I've got an answer to that. You know, it's not like yeah. solve a math problem. <laughs> I know, but I don't think he was expecting you to say what you said, and that was the best part about it. It was wonderful. Totally wonderful. So um, next show, we already have some stuff waiting for us. Um, we do, and by this time, um, people will have heard our wonderful interview with uh, John Tenuto. So yes. thanks again, John, for spending so much time talking with us. Yes. It was great, and he has been so wonderful in telling us that we do um, important work, which... And that's our uh, second quote. <laughs> it is our second that quote. That we do important work. <laughs> On behalf of Star Trek and fans everywhere. So we will definitely be talking more with John because he's been so great, and he has just been amazing. So thanks again, John. Yes. He's been awesome and there is just so much more to do so keep checking um twitter keep checking facebook keep checking the blog because there is just so much going on and i think i I kind of feel like i've got this renewed blast of energy from all the stuff that happened at the (laughs) oh my god yes and i just want to say thank you again and i know you do too to all the people who commented on this this just amazing convention experience and uh, it just made me so happy that it made so many of you happy. Yes. That it, was, it was wonderful. wonderful. I'm so glad. Thank God for the Internet because I can share this, you know, in a way I couldn't 20 years ago. Yeah. It just it felt like all you guys were there with us. Yes. And that made it so much more special. So thanks again for being our listeners. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for your comments. And thank you for listening to the show, really. Yes. You make it worthwhile. You do. You do. So um, until the next show, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with yet another round of Look at His Butt.